For the first time in what feels like decades, a week of NFL football has come and gone. And we here at Thickman Inc. are here to give you our biggest takeaways, some shocking surprises, and some terrible disappointments for the first week of the NFL season, as well as a few bold predictions for the future. Now let's start things off by taking a look at the future of New York football. In all preseason, I doubt the New York Jets and didn't think they were trying to win this season. I questioned their first-round pick of an offensive tackle who I thought was going to be a long-term project. I couldn't have been more mistaken. When I watched Mekhi Becton play the Buffalo Bills this week, I didn't see some kid who needed time to develop. I saw a grown man who came and put in work every single day of the offseason and was reaping the benefits of that effort. Becton imposed his will on the defense play after play after play. He was throwing defensive linemen around on down blocks. He was putting defensive ends on their stomachs in the pass rush. Whenever he slipped off the line of scrimmage, he was knocking defensive backs off the screen. Were there areas he could improve on? Yes. He made a few mistakes, but he was playing the Buffalo Bills, one of the best defenses in the NFL. This does not change my opinion that the Jets are still going to be a bad team this year, but Makai Becton is the real deal and will be the best offensive tackle in football three years from now. Too bad Makai Becton can't help Sam Darnold elevate his QBR and quarterback rating a little bit. Now, when you look at the film, Sam <laughs> Darnold has many plays where he is capable of making easy throws. The receivers have separation and he's got a clean pocket and he just throws it away. Darnold's a bust. I think Adam Gase is getting to Darnold's head. I think Darnold's seen Ghost again. Anyway, as a Giants fan, the other New York team, my biggest takeaway is that their defense isn't full of a bunch of nincompoops as it has been in years past. Two sacks, five QB hits, their defense won't be in the bottom five of the league this year. Their offense also looked promising to me. Pass blocked very well in my opinion when it was just a four-man rush. A bunch of young guys, they seemed to get confused when they sent more guys at them. And it was a team that had the most sacks last season. So decent job for a young O-line, young coach. Defense looked good. The Blake Martinez played phenomenal. Best inside linebacker I've seen the Giants have in the past uh, seven years, probably since Antonio Pierce, and that's when they won the... That's even longer. That's like 13 years. And looking forward, the Giants have the most talented running back in the NFL. I won't be surprised if he demands a trade because their run blocking was so piss poor, I'd be surprised if Saquon gets 500 yards rushing. He's only going to get to 1,000 all-purpose yards off receiving this year. I really hope they're able to figure that out. You really think that Saquon Barkley is going to be happy behind the offensive line for the long term? You're absolutely right. He's going to demand a trade because right now he's on pace for 96 rushing yards this season. Don't praise that offensive line if you have a really talented running back who can't put up numbers behind their god-awful performance. I mean, in all fairness... It was the Steelers' defensive front, which is one of the more 15 carries, ones. 6 yards. Some of that's on Saquon, but a lot of that's on It also is the line. clapping menace. The clapping menace. Do I need to reveal the DMs where you were saying you thought Jason Garrett was doing a good job in play? I thought, no, I did think he was having a, doing a good job play calling. It just comes down. I don't know what they're doing during the offseason, with little offseason they had teaching run blocking, but it, they didn't do a good and job not of as it. important for them, I guess. But the Giants' run blocking was very disappointing. I'd say their play in general, in some facets, Dan Penny's was disappointing. But speaking of disappointing, when you have a new quarterback come into play with your new system, the system you have been making for years, a system which produces a high number of interceptions, it feels like you as a coach should be taking steps to protect that player early on from the media and try and mitigate criticism. When you have a Pro Bowl wide receiver who makes a mistake, it feels like you should talk to him internally instead of airing him out in front of the news network. 
Seahawks. When you have a veteran offensive tackle at a rough game against one of the best defensive units in the NFL, you probably shouldn't be saying, I'm disappointed in his play. He had the easiest guy to block. Bruce Arians has a long history of calling out players to the media. I've never been a fan of coaches doing that at the NFL level. When you call out Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Donovan Smith in their first game together, in a game where you got outcoached, it feels like you probably shouldn't be in front of a microphone. Don't get me wrong. Bruce Arians is a nice guy, a good coach, and he has my eternal respect for beating cancer. But he needs to stop throwing players under the bus, or he's going to have the locker room turn on by week four. But a poor decision making is to be expected from a guy who ate paint as a child. I mean, especially with him, a lot of things seem to be coaching errors and lack of coaching the team. They had a bunch of penalties, a bunch of mental mistakes. You're playing the Saints week one, who everyone has probably winning 13 to 14 games this year with how good their roster is. So I don't think... He should he shouldn't even have been that worried about it. I mean, they had a short offseason, brand new team, so many different pieces. Things are going to look rough week one against one of the best teams in the league. I'll throw Tom Brady under the bus though to assert Tom. And something that's go, su- Bruce Arians go. Something that surprised me this past week, Isaiah and I, we were slightly down on this team. We were down on this quarterback, also down on this quarterback in our rankings that we did a couple weeks ago. Aaron Rodgers was a big surprise to me last week. I did not think they would be this dominant and look that good. I thought Aaron Rodgers would, you know, continue to be above average, but no longer in his true prime where everyone's calling the most talented arm ever, the most talented quarterback ever, also because Patrick Mahomes exists. He was prime Aaron Rodgers against the Vikings. It was incredible to see them dominate. That being said, moving forward, if the Packers lose Devontae Adams or if Devontae Adams gets injured, whatever happens, if an asteroid hits Devontae Adams, they're going to be in trouble. He had 14 catches on 17 targets. Where are you spreading the ball around in your offense if he goes down? If if this if he continues, he stays healthy. I see them getting 10 to 11 wins without Devonte Adams. They're in much more trouble, and I see them regressing back to where Isaiah and I already predicted them to be. I'm not ready to jump on the Minnesota Vikings stinky and bandwagon, but they've got two very young defensive backs in uh, Mike Hughes and Holton Hill. I get that. I get Devonte Adams, who's a top five receiver in a lot of people's opinion, torching them and. I'm not that upset about the loss. It's a little bit concerning, but I could definitely see the Green Bay Packers overachieving what we project them out of this year. They could be a 13-win team again. Because they have Aaron Jones. They've got real pieces. they got Devontae Adams. They've got real Daniel Salazar. Is that his name? <laughs> Daniel Salazar is a guy we went to high school with. Alan Lazard. There you go. <laughs> they've got Alan Lazard. They've got Marquez Valderez Scantling. They got some names in the the Vikings receiving core. You mean Packers receiving core? Yeah, and I'm I'm getting thrown off. Like that guy's got three names. That guy's last name's Lazardo. The Packers <laughs> aren't bad, but the Packers are going to overachieve our expectations this year. We had them around nine wins each. Some of us have them falling completely apart. I could see them winning 13 games again. 2020, man, it's weird. I mean, especially when you're in the NFC North. And you're going to have the Lions who are probably going to choke against you or the refs are going to fuck them. And then there's the Vikings who always choke against the Packers in the regular season. Vikings had 10 wins last year and they lost four division games. That's not very good. Very impressive they were able to do that. By the way, Mitchell Trubisky had statistically the most impressive fourth quarter of all time against the Lions this week. Something which is not worth a section on its own, but just worth noting. Bold predictions going forward. I think the Ravens are going to go undefeated after 
as of right now. There is no one that is able to hang with him in the regular season. The way they play and how good Lamar Jackson is can't be game planned for on a one-week basis. You need extra time in the playoffs where you're focusing specifically on that team. You don't need to focus on any other team going forward. There's no other weeks of the season you need to focus on. The Ravens are going to be impossible to stop. Marquise Brown now has a foot that is functional. The Ravens' offense is more dynamic with J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram leading away. Ravens are going to go 16-0 this year. Playoffs may be a different story, though, because teams have more time to focus on them. And Lamar hasn't proven that much in the playoffs, but I have the Ravens going 16-0 right now. Problem with that, and I appreciate your faith in the Ravens. Here's the deal with them going 16-0. If they get out to 14 wins, they'll secure the one seed and home field advantage, and there is really no point in playing your stars for those last two games. Like the Colts, when they were 14-0, chose to lose games to get Peyton Manning and the rest of the team healthy the year they went to the Super Bowl. And they're just not going to risk losing a Super Bowl because of uh, some undefeated regular season. But looking forward, I have a prediction about a team which is not the Baltimore Ravens. The Washington football team is going to contend for the seventh seed in the NFC, which is mostly due to the strength of their defensive line and Dwayne Haskins' much improved play. Will they get it? Who knows? The NFC East is a dumpster fire yet again. They are the only team with a win in that division. Would they have been there if they kept Adrian Peterson? Yes. But hey, what are you going to do? Hail to the Deadskins. This is the year of Haskins. The Washington football, I wouldn't go that far yet. I think the NFC East is going to be a dumpster fire again. I thought it was going to look better this year with records all around. Uh, I thought the Washington, Washington is definitely a surprise. Their defensive line is insane. But the Cowboys showed exactly what I thought they would look like. Not much has changed on Mike McCarthy. There's a reason he took a year off. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said, I don't think so. And I was talking about the Washington Redskins. And you are now going and trying to prove me right and saying how bad the Cowboys are while still trying to say I'm wrong. No, I'm just saying, I think that, I'm not, I don't think they're going Get to win the Cowboys division. Get your Cowboys boner down. I'm just saying, I think the NFC East is going to be trash like it is always, how the Eagles barely clinched a division with a 9-7 and record and the Cowboys were 8-8 eight and eight, and the Giants and now Washington football team were absolute ass. I just think it's going to be one of those years and I think Washington football team... You can team say that without going wins. on a rant about the Cowboys. Like, we get it. You don't like the Cowboys. The Cowboys are capable of being mediocre. We've been watching the same sport, son. Our 12 viewers know of your hatred for the Dallas football team. Fuck the Cowboys. Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl. That ain't happening, Chief. Anyway, that has been some of our thoughts on week one. Let us know what you think down in the comments below. Like, share, subscribe, follow us on Anchor and MySpace, and we will see you later.